You are now listening to the Unconventional Family Podcast, hosted by my mom and dad. And the Unconventional Family Podcast is where you're going to learn about our family, family in general, and a whole host of other fun things. We like to say around here. Life unconventional, love unconditional. All right then, let's go. Well, good morning. It's Thursday, and we're happy that you're listening to the Unconventional Family Podcast. I feel like I said that all at once. <laughs> unconventional, 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 unconventional Family Podcast. Woo! Day after Hump Day, so this is Hump Hump Day. This is a double humped camel. It is post Hump Day. I like a double humped camel. Mm. Extra water. He's got more hops for storage. That immediately makes me want to take a drink of water, so I'm going to do it live. Doesn't it remind you of my, what if it's a female camel and it's hump day or double hump day and she walks around saying, my humps, my humps, my lovely lady humps. You like it? I mean, it's a little weird. I feel like camels created that song. Anyway, anyway, <laughs> welcome to the show today, and we're glad that you're listening. Do we have, what do we have on the docket for today? So today, Mama put together the whole outline for the podcast. Well, actually, I know nothing. I have absolutely no clue. No, actually, Chelsea gave me this idea sitting in the Chewy's parking lot tonight, <laughs> and it was I was like, man, we really need to make it short because we're recording late everybody's tired so and she was like why don't you talk about being able to recognize little teaching moments in your children's life because she was in the truck with us when this teaching moment happened this week and she was like just tell people like how you're able to recognize that and you were the one that was able to recognize it and then just had me explain it to Oliver so we will talk about this this one particular story that happened this week, and then hopefully it'll get you thinking about opportunities in your week or in your day-to-day life where you can, and this, we we turned it more in, I don't know, was it more motivational or spiritual, or it was kind of like both, but we were able, I think it's something that, a story that Oliver will be able to remember his whole entire life because he understood it. So on Monday here, and I'm sure many of you have seen on the news, in Central Texas, we had massive amounts of tornadoes. There were tornadoes everywhere. And we were smack dab in the middle of it all. And like tornadoes were all around us, which we figured out, uh, you know, the next morning that there was... There was a tornado that was west of us. There was one that was north of us. And there was one that was south of us, all within about five to eight miles. So our tornado siren started going off Monday evening. And Jason. Yes. I don't know if that sounds like it or not. Which is only the second time that I've ever heard a tornado siren. The first time I was young and I was in Oklahoma at my great grandparents' house. So this one, I'm not going to lie. I freaked out just a little bit. And I'm like, Jason. Go get Oliver, put him in the closet or the bathroom, 
and like, let's figure out what we need to do. But we live in a pier and beam house, y'all, that was built in 1938. If a tornado is coming down our street, our house is going with it. Like we are going out of Kansas, Toto. Like we are not going to be here anymore. <laughs> I mean, I think the fact that it's built in 1938 means it's more likely to be standing. Yeah, but I don't think pier and beam houses really make it that well through tornadoes, right? Don't houses uh, on a slab do better? I don't know that I have any experience with a storm in a pier and beam house at all. Yeah. So anyways, after, you know, probably the storm's going off for like a minute, and I think Jason can kind of see like there's fear in Oliver's eyes. We are freaking out just a little bit that he's like, let's let's load up, get in the truck, and he took us over to the school. Their schools are built like I don't like rocket ships. Like these little suckers like are not coming down unless an F four or five hits. But there's a place inside of the school where it's an exterior wall that's now an interior wall and it's just bricks and cinder blocks and stuff. So he took us over there just to make sure that we were all safe. Once the storm blew through and we were able, we went outside and the rain had stopped. We were just looking off in the distance and you could kind of see a funnel cloud out in the distance. And so we hopped in the truck and we started driving down back roads. And we we're like, let's just go chase this funnel cloud. It's far enough away from us. We're safe now. The sun is shining on, what is what was that? The west side of our town yes and the storm had just passed us and you could see it moving you could see it moving east and as we get up to the top of this hill and it's the highest place in Bartlett and you can look over and you can see and it is one of the I think one of the coolest sceneries that we've ever seen specifically here in Texas and what did you what did you say what did you tell Oliver how did this get started well, you guys were just talking about how beautiful the sky is after a storm. You know, I always like the way it feels after the storm. When you're talking about recognizing an opportunity for a teachable moment, make sure it's actually a teachable moment. You know, because sometimes people are just just want to teach their their kids something so bad. But that's a side side note. But here here's the thing. I'm always scanning and scouring for a way to teach Oliver about life and God in terms that he understands and that he can relate to. And the reason that I do that, without a doubt, is this is how I learned God. This is how my grandfather taught me God. You can teach your kids God through stories from the Bible, and you can teach them, you know, because I say so stuff and through rules and rigidity and all that. Or you can find things that they understand just like Jesus taught the Bible and he spoke in parables, right? And so it has become just part of, it's just in me to, and not since I've been a parent, it's just, it's been in me since I was a child, since my grandfather taught me this way. It's just ingrained in me to see the parable of life. There's, life is filled with parables and, and stories that help us understand concepts. And so I was like, oh, man, yeah, you know what? In my mind, I was like, that's that's just like life. It's the storm rages. There was fear, all of this. There's destruction, but it only lasts a little while. And then there's always beauty after the storm. And I can I can tell you that 
I need Oliver to understand that. And to be frank with you, those of you listening need to understand that, that it might even be a long storm. It might be a powerful storm that that wipes out much of what you've worked for, much of what you love, but it's not permanent. And if we teach our child to understand this, which I'll explain a little more in a minute, then we teach them this concept, Amanda. We teach them not to make permanent decisions for temporary problems. Yes. So I just told Oliver, I said, Oliver, look, no matter how hard the storm is, blah, 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 look how pretty it is after the storm. And that's just like our lives with God, you know? We will we will be in storms, we'll have hard times, but it always blows over, it always passes, it runs out of rain, whatever analogy you want to say, and then we move on and we're okay. Sometimes we're cleaner than we were before. Sometimes the storm cleans, sometimes it readjusts, sometimes it gets rid of things that were weak. And this is life, son. And... I, you know, I did this once before, but I'll do it now. If I were talking to him, and maybe this will help you talk to your children, or maybe, maybe, not that I'm your father to you listening, but maybe you need to hear it for yourself. There's going to be times that you're going to be hit with things that you don't understand what to do with it. There's going to be times when you begged God And he doesn't. There's going to be times that life brings even the strongest of men to their knees. There's going to be difficulty. But even though there's difficulty, and even though there's a lot of noise, and even though there's a lot of fear or the opportunity to fear, even though there's all that, just hang on. Just stay in the boat. Because when it passes, you can get out. You can walk around again. And there's a scripture for this, and it's found in Psalm 57, verse 1. And it says, I will make my refuge in the shadow of your wing until this disaster has passed. The word until is indicative that there is an end to the disaster. No disaster is permanent. No amount of pain is insufferable. No amount of drama will keep you off your purpose. We must understand that every storm will run out of rain. And I thought it was something Oliver needed to to know. And to just be real honest with you, I'm just always thinking about teachable moments for him to make the concepts of God come to life. And the only answer I have for you is, is this is how I so learned God. Yeah. And it was great because at first, whenever we first started talking about it and you were like, mom, you know, mom, teach him about this. And I was telling him that there's going to be storms in life, but you are always going to make it through and it is going to be better on the other side. He kind of looked at me like, what? He's nine. He doesn't know anything about the storms of life. And so I tried to tell him that. There are going to be times in life when he goes through hard things. There are going to be things that are hard and there are going to be things that, you know, that hurt him or make him sad, but just know that you will always get through it. 
and there's sunshine and beauty on the other side. And I talked about this on, and it's crazy that this is what we're talking about tonight because I just talked about this on my Sipping Coffee, Spilling Tea podcast that came out today. I talked about this last night. That was it. I just wanted everyone to know, and it's a great idea, is be open and be in the moment to where you can recognize when there is a teachable moment and make it quick. It doesn't have to be drawn out. While I love family Bible studies and getting the word into our children and speaking the word in our home, I think these moments will be the lasting impact on them. It'll be something that they remember more than us just speaking scripture and speaking scripture, which we will continue to do. But it's these moments when I think all hell is breaking loose in their lives, they'll be able to look back on and he'll go, oh yeah, when I was nine, we were sitting on top of that hill and it was the first time I'd ever heard tornado sirens and this is what mom and dad told me. So I think just be in the moment and be able to realize when one of those teachable moments is is happening. Do you have anything else you wanted to add to that? Yeah, I was just going to say as kind of a, a a loving correction for parents, you're not going to be able to recognize this wrapped up in social media world staring at your phone. You yeah. will miss you will miss the moment and what are you going to be? At, let's say you're 40 like I am right now. You're going to be 60 and you're going to tell me that you're happy that you returned that snap rather than teach your son how to make it in life? Of course not. You don't feel like that. You don't feel like that. So get off the phone, pay attention, and be active active in not providing. There's so much more to parenting than providing. There's so much more to parenting than discipline. Be active in them learning life and learning God. But you got to pay attention. Got to got to put your social life down for about 10 15 minutes mm. once in a while. And uh that's all I really wanted to say about that. Yeah. So I have a really cool Mount Rushmore and I don't even know if this is fair to you because I did have to do a little research. My only problem is is I screenshotted it on my phone and we're using my phone to record, so I'm going to hope that I can remember. But are you ready for this Mount Rushmore? I'm ready. It is your top four favorite writing utensils. Let's do this. Okay. Do you want me to do mine first? No, I'm ready. Let's go. I'll go right now. Okay. First of all, we're going to have the uh, the yellow pencil, number two pencil. It's got to be the American brand. Made in the USA. Don't nobody want that Chinese fake graphite. I want some lead. I want that thing sharp as a tack. I'll resharpen that thing every 15 minutes if I need to. So number one, I want a good old school golden yellow American pencil with a big chief tablet. Writing tablet. Just so I'm (laughs) saying. You know what I'm saying? All right. Number two, we're going to go with the Pilot G210 or 07 gel pen. Um, feeling pretty good about that one. Mm. Number three, I'm going to go with mechanical pencil. Mechanical mm. pencil. 0. 0.5 or 0. 0.7? We're going to go 0. 0.5. Okay. I, I feel like it's a sharper, uh, a sharper, you know, graft. Mm. 
so to speak, on the paper. Mm-hmm. And then finally, we're going to go, and I'm just going to say it. I know that I'm going to get a lot of hate for this. It's okay. I like to write with vis-a-vis overhead, overhead teacher, you know. Oh, what was the projector? Overhead the projector. The overhead projector. I love those fine-tipped pointed markers. And uh, they glide like butter. Absolutely. But I like to write on paper with them. Whoa. Also, when I take notes, my notepads are generally not lined. I like sketchbooks because I'm a mad freaking scientist and I just draw (laughs) and write and scribble. And then I have like a. I don't know why I said scribble like it, but scribble. It was a pretty awesome. But, um,. I, I like um I like to just I have a color coded system with my notes and pink and orange and green and yellow and yeah. you write with Sharpie a lot. Oh, I love Sharpie. Sharpies would be the honorable mention of the day. Yeah, yeah. You thought I'd need I don't need no research. Man. I'm passionate about writing. <laughs> so mine is, and I'm gonna try to get this right. I don't I don't remember what it's called, but it is like a roll ball fine. Uh, like fine tip pen, and it's let me tell you, it's the ones that have the ink inside of them, but they have like the little slit. I don't know if it's a slit, but like a little open spot where you can see the ink in there, and then it comes down, and it's like a metal tip. But then at the very end, there's some felt poking out, and it glides just across, and it's like I don't know, it is pure perfection. Chelsea found them on Amazon, and I think I just might have to go order them. Are you speaking about the um, the Paper Mate feather pens? No. So hold on, because that's my number three. Okay. Yeah, okay. the feather right. tip pens. Yes. Yes, and they're like m- the multicolored ones. That's right. And they come like in a rainbow. Okay, so I'll go ahead and say we'll just put that at number two. Yeah, it's the Paper Mate felt. No, is it? feather felt tip or something like that Uh, i don't know the colorful ones those are bomb now here's where you and i are a little different i am a 0.7 mechanical pencil girl uh, i like it i like those words on there to be nice and thick on the paper no 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 there 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 ain't no wrong way to eat a reese's but there's a wrong way to write it in a, in a pencil. Yeah. No, I, I like that. Because I write hard, if I'm using 0. 0.5, I'm snapping the lead every you're 10 like, seconds. You're like a little child fist gripping a Crayola. Yes, absolutely. Like I push down hard on that paper. So I need the 0. 0.7 because it's got some some grit about it. Some some some, some, some them. Yes. Fizzerinctum. Hold on, bring that over here to me. Fizzerinctum. Isn't a rinctum a butthole? No, that'd be a rectum. I didn't say fizzerinctum. Good night. Okay, it's going to be a butthole pan. (laughs) I was so confused. Okay, wait, are you ready for my number four? I'm ready. The, oh, what was it? It's Mr. Is it Mr. Magic? The smelly markers. Oh, yes. They smell like an apricot or a grape or a strawberry. Yes. Hold on. I've got my computer pulled up right here next to me. Let me get the Googles up because there – hold on. There is a certain – there's a certain brand that has – 
It's Mr. Something. Oh, I put market instead of marker. It is the the brand you're talking about. He's like a little almost angry looking cartoon man on it. Mr. Sketch. There you go. Scented markers. Like, I can write a story and just sniff paper. That kind of sounds like you belong in a psycho ward. <laughs> Doesn't it? I just want to write stories and sniff papers. <laughs> but oh, Sounds a little weird. But yes, Mr. Sketch Scented Markers. Absolutely love them. So yeah, if I, you... I, like those. I don't know about for writing. I like to smell them. Yeah, no, but you have to write to smell them. Well, I guess you can just sniff the tubes, but... That would be awkward. Then you'd really need to be in a psycho ward. So, yeah, I know everybody has their favorite writing utensils, but those are ours. I thought it would make for a fun Mount Rushmore. So do you have a quote? Because I got my quote pulled up here. I'm going to do a quick quote, and then we will get out of the way. You don't want to? You don't have one for the night? I do not. The only quote I have is Jesus wept. That's the shortest verse in the Bible. Did you know that? Yes, I didn't know that. That's exactly why I pulled that one out. You know what? I have no idea how that's apropos to your life for this podcast today, but I can make it sound deeply spiritual. Yeah. You ready? You yes. want me to do it? Yes. And in, I think it's the 11th chapter, I think it's like verse 32 or 33, we look at the text and out from the pages of history screams, Jesus, he wept. Oh, Jesus. How profound, Professor. Jesus wept. <laughs> I don't know who needs to hear this, but tomorrow's Friday. And then after that comes Saturday. You're just being ridiculous now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I did a little bit of research on the Pinterest. Oh, why do you have to say it that way? Because I love saying research. I don't like saying research. That's the way everyone else says it. Research sounds like I put more than five minutes of effort into it. So upon my researches between Google and Pinterest, I found a quote that I absolutely loved. And it's, most humans are never fully present in the now because unconsciously they believe that the next moment must be more important than this one. Ooh. But then you miss your whole life, which is never not now. That was Eckhart Tolle? Tolle? T-O-L-L-E. Oh, yeah, Brother Tolle. You know him? Yeah, he's a good friend of mine. Boy, why are you playing games with my heart? Quit playing games, games with, with my heart. With my heart. heart. Before I rip a big fart. <laughs> so, I forgot the words. So listen, that and I think that goes right along with what we were saying is be present in the now and don't don't just be thinking about the next moment, like what you have to do next or what's next to come. Like obviously you have things that you're pushing forward to, but in that same moment, be able to live in the present. Absolutely. And I love it. And guess what? 
What? We've wrapped up this podcast in under 25 minutes. We are going to go hit the sleeps because it has been a day. It has been a week. And we are so flipping excited for everything that we've got going on, even if it is making us a little bit tired and obviously a little bit crazy whenever it comes to recording time. But you want to... Was that directed at me? No. That was for the both of us. Mm. I'll do some research on it and get back with you. Okay. (laughs) But I hope y'all have a fabulous hump hump day, double hump day. And we will see y'all actually tomorrow for our very first Faith Friday. Y'all have a fantastic day. Best day ever. Believe for the impossible today and live in the moment. We love y'all. We will see you tomorrow. Say bye, Daddy. Bye, Daddy.